We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Pack a Day, or not this week's, this day's episode of Pack a Day. Um, you have Gage and I today. Nick is busy doing stuff with his family, so you're stuck with us too. Um, this is the first one we've done since the season's over and it sucks. Like this, I, we're Gage and I were talking, this is the worst time because one, the season's over. I'm still bitter about it because now we're watching playoffs and we should have been in it, even though we probably would have got stomped by the 49ers. Uh, but it's just not as fun to talk about the Packers when you don't actually get to watch them. But uh, Gage and I are here to break down what we think the top five needs of the Packers are this offseason, what they need to get figured out, what they need to either change or add to going into next season. Um, yours might, how you rank these might change, uh, but I think everyone's going to agree on number one uh, for this. And I'd, let's just dive right in so we don't keep everyone too long because I have a feeling there might be some uh, some rants as we go along. So Gage, the first one that we said uh, before we started the show when we were making the list was they need to figure out the quarterback spot Num yeah, number do. one priority yeah um everybody that listens to this uh will have a different opinion on who the team needs to keep whether it's rogers or love 
and that's fine. You're allowed to have that opinion. I I don't really know what they should do at this point. Personally, and I'm going to keep my personal opinion out of it because that's not what I'm here for. But you can't go into next season with both of them on the roster. It's not fair to Jordan Love, especially because you're continuing to keep him on the sideline where he can't maximize his value that, as we've seen in the last month, players' careers can be cut short very, very fast. You have to give these guys the chance to maximize their opportunity to play. And I understand that Green Bay got lucky with Aaron Rodgers sitting for three years, and then he came in and has been a four-time MVP, and you won a Super Bowl with him, and you've been consistently good with him, and you've been consistently great, even. That's not necessarily going to happen all the time. Jordan Love, we've seen flashes from him. I think that he can be good. I think Aaron Rodgers showed this year that uh, there were times when he could be really good still as well. I don't know who you're going to pick. You can't go in with both of them, though. It just it doesn't make any sense because you will be paying. Because Jordan Love's fifth-year option, which the deadline on that is May, I believe. He'll, he'll be $19 million. So if you keep him, uh, like, and then you go in and you also keep Rodgers, you're going to be paying a ton of money to two dudes and one of them's never playing when it like never playing it's not like sometimes playing it's never is on the field like they're never on the field at the same time this isn't this isn't a team that's got a mobile quarterback and then a non-mobile quarterback to where sometimes one might be out there literally they will never be on the field at the same time so you cannot keep both of them i don't know what the decision is going to be i don't know who's going to go where we've heard things from Goot uh for the last couple of years saying Jordan Love's really good. We believe in him as the future of the franchise. We think he can be the future of the franchise, yada, yada. But then at the same time, oh, well, we want to have Aaron Rodgers back. You can't have both. For any of you that have seen New Girl, you don't you don't get more than one wife. You get one wife. That's how it, work, one wife. how it works. You get one quarterback. You don't get two. You get one. I'm rewatching that right now for like the 15th time. friend of mine, uh, his wife is also watching it, and, he's wa- and she was watching the episode with that scene today. Yeah. So. Yeah, they. I don't know who they're going to pick. Uh, I have my own personal belief, but I'm not going to talk about it because we'll have all offseason to talk about it. But you got to pick one. Yeah. No, I'm 100% with you because right now it just feels like we're half-assing two different plans of forcing open this window, which I think closed after the 2020 season. And we saw that ex- especially – I guess we had that hope in 2021, but then the way we lost to the Niners was kind of like, okay, this, is, like, this team just isn't – it's not there anymore. Then we get this season, clearly not there anymore. And it's like we're still trying to force open this window that seems to be so evidently closed as well, trying to have Jordan Love for the future. And it, it's I feel like right now is it's just come to a head. We have to pick a certain route because either you're just going to keep handicapping your team. Either you need to fully commit to Rodgers and you need to start making some Rams-esque trades and not care about picks and bring in big names for just a two-year run and figure out a rebuild after that or you commit to the future and see what you have in Jordan Love and start testing out these young guys. But right now, yeah, it's two paths. We have to pick one. This forging our way down the middle thing, I think definitely has to end because it's just, I don't think there's any success in that plan rather than maybe having mediocre seasons like we had this year of just the ups and downs of, I don't know, start off decent, not the first game, but we have, what were we, what were we like three and one at one point? Uh, yes. And then obviously we have the five-game losing streak back and forth and kind of hot. Lions absolutely just 
mauled us. Um, I don't know. They have to figure it out. I'm not going to be like you, Gage. My personal preference is Jordan Love at this point. I'm, I'm, I love Rodgers. What he did for us was great. What I'd like to see is Jordan Love. If they don't and commit to Rodgers, obviously I'll root for him too, but trying to get value from him if you can in a trade or if he retires, he's a Hall of Famer. Thanks for everything. You got us a Super Bowl. I'll love you forever. But It sounds they, to me like you just said you hate Aaron Rodgers. That's what people take from it, for sure, yeah. because you can't, you can't love Rodgers and also want to look to the future, apparently, because that's not how Packers fandom works. I was going to say that is a Packers tradition, just like everybody is going to hear it a couple months when draft stuff really heats up. Everyone's going to want every Wisconsin player because that's what they always want. Oh, my gosh. Maybe in a few years now that Wisconsin's just recruiting actually good players. But right oh, it now. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Can, <laughs> it, it does not matter. They can. They'll. It doesn't matter if it's a good player or a bad player. They want every Wisconsin player. It's what they always do. It's why I always get bashed because I don't just exclusively love Wisconsin players when it comes to the draft stuff. So. And then they'll always comment right after that, like, TJ Watt, we could have had him. That's yep. that's you know their what? only we rebuttal. Could've. Absolutely. Could have had TJ Watt. <laughs> could have. Hey, we have we had Kevin King, future Hall of Famer. Um underrated guy. Yeah. All right. All let's right, get so, on to our next one here. Yeah. So QB being fixed, I think is the number one priority. These ones I think are gonna vary depending on the person. Uh one that you were pretty and I, I'm in hundred percent agreement with you on this, but a person that you feel needs to be back for sure. Keyshawn Nixon, they need to bring him back to the team, completely change the special teams. Uh, do you think they bring him back? That is a very, it's a tough thing. Cause for one, I don't think that he's, I don't think another team is going to make a splash offer for him. I don't think enough. To, and other than, other than like certain teams that are just loaded with talent and just need to like boost like their special teams for whatever reason, like a team like Philly, or San Francisco, or Kansas City, Buff- or Buffalo even. Just teams that already have an embarrassment of riches everywhere else and can afford to spend a little bit more on a returner, maybe they do. But I don't think that, I think Nixon will, like. I think he enjoyed being here. Uh, with them running back the staff, he'll have, familiar- he'll have the familiar- familiarity around him. So that'll help. I think that, I think he'll want to be back. Um, and like you said, he completely changed the game on special teams to where not only did Green Bay have a competent returner, Green Bay had a all pro, like a first team, all pro kick returner. Yep. That that is, I don't know that that's ever happened in my lifetime. And if it did happen before I could remember, like I was, I was a toddler. Yeah. Keyshawn Nixon, as we heard from Aaron Rodgers during the season. Aaron Rodgers had confidence in him returning. He said it was the first time that he ever had confidence in a guy bringing the ball out of the end zone. Yeah. And I did. I mean, we, we saw it. He regularly made plays during the, uh, the Miami game. So the that next week after the Miami game, I kept hearing Packard detractors on national podcasts say, yeah, Packers had like 60, uh, only had like 360 yards of offense. It just didn't make any sense. And I'm like, I'm like, it's cause you didn't watch the game. Yeah. I'm like, they started, inside Miami territory like three or four times off of returns. That's why they didn't have any, like between returns and turnovers, that's why they never didn't have a ton of yardage. They were already there. So I think, so yeah, I think Nixon needs to be back. I just, 
in, adi- in addition to that, we he's not like a shutdown guy, but he's a or he's a he's a reasonable like depth guy in the cornerback room because that's the other thing is you're not just because a lot of the time when you have these depth guys for just returning, they're usually low end wide receiver guys. Jackson yeah. did play some defensive snaps this year, and he yeah. just plays with a little bit of he just plays with pop, plays with like just a little more fire than other yeah. guys do at times. And so I think that that's like between the depth that he brings in the cornerback room and the just his overall ability in the return game, it makes a ton of sense to bring him back. Yeah, and it goes to the thing I said with like the whole quarterback thing of like picking a plan and sticking with it. We committed to a plan last year, bringing in Basaccia to really focus and put actual investment into our special teams to change it to not be the worst every time they enter the season. This year we saw that. Nixon came in and it having a returner back there, like if I'm blocking and I have Amari Rogers behind me and there's a 50% chance he's going to fumble the ball, I'm not that excited to block. If you have Nixon behind me, and I, I then I don't want to be the one to mess it up and take away what could have been a touchdown for the special teams. Like having that returner compl- completely changes the mentality of your returning, uh, of your punt return, of your kick return, everything. So it, it wouldn't make sense to me for them to make the investment, bringing in Rich last season, and then all suddenly saying, hey, I know you have your guy, but we're not going to bring him back. Because like you said, it's not like it's going to cost them a crazy amount of money. It's it's He's a backup cornerback who's just an excellent returner. And maybe another team that just has a ridiculous amount of cap space that just wants to throw money just because they can, that's the one case where you can see that we might have a bidding battle or bidding war, whatever you call it. But um, I think, yeah, he's definitely one that we need to, uh, we need to bring back in. Uh, but I brought up, uh, I brought up Richie B coach Basaccia, one of our, one of our coordinators. So let's switch over to one that we're not going to spend too much time on this. Cause I think everyone shares the same thoughts. Uh, it does not matter what happened towards the end of the season. Uh, we need to fire Joe Barry. Uh, in my opinion, at least, I know Gage. You you had some things you said before the show. Uh, you were on the the bandwagon of helping Joe Barry pack and telling him good luck on another job. Yeah, I just I think that there's there's always a feeling out period. I get that. I get that it's going to take time. Uh, you're gonna like it's not gonna you're not gonna hit the ground running. It's not going to be a day one where you're like, yep, I'm good to go. I get that it's going to take time, but here's where. I have a bit of a problem with that. You were here last year. Yo. You had effectively the same room that you did. Your team's basically the same. You got, you got Jair you know, back for the whole year. You, you got Jair back for the entire year. You have Eric Stokes. Obviously, he eventually goes out with an injury. You have Douglas the whole year. Because remember, he wasn't there all mm-hmm. last season. He joined... I think it was uh, either early October. I think it was early October, if I remember right. You so you have everybody minus Zadarius minus Zadarius Smith. You have pretty much the exact same room that you had last year, and investment in the draft. Two first round defensive players, and one never got on the field. I don't know what I don't know what the deal is with Devontae Wyatt. I mean, I thought that he made splash plays when he was out there. Maybe maybe it's practice stuff. Maybe I just didn't pay close enough attention. He wasn't actually that good when he was on the field. I I don't know. All I know is he never got on the field. Quay Walker was a, I believe, first team all rookie, or he's projected to be like a all rookie linebacker. It could just be that there wasn't any other linebackers deserving, but I don't know. All I know is Green Bay had 
made the same mistakes all year long. They made the same mistakes that they were making last year. There's a belief there, like a tiger doesn't change its stripes. Barry made the same mistakes for a year and a half. And then finally, for whatever reason, when the team can happen to start doing well, magically, he made changes. The cornerback room was playing more aggressive. They were playing on the line of scrimmage a lot more. You were when you had a number one wide receiver like a Justin Jefferson, you were paying extra attention to that guy. You were putting extra water in the middle of the field to make sure that just the other team slipped and your team didn't. Yeah, that's you the started, key one. You started doing all of the stuff that you were supposed to be doing for the last year and a half, and you didn't. I believe that Joe Barry may be a nice guy. He may like I saw him. Uh, I think it was in the the Detroit game. Got super excited, was jumping with his, with, or no, it was during the Minnesota game, was super excited, following interception, was jumping on the sidelines, was getting the guys hyped up, whatever, great, awesome. But when you have players even call you out in the media, they didn't call them out by name, but they, they didn't make, they made it pretty clear that they had an issue with the way Barry called the defense. That tells even, me you don't have them. Even Jerry Gray, when they asked him like, why the corners aren't as aggressive. He right away was just like, that's a question for Barry. That's not my call. And so it's like right there, you have other people questioning like why you're making these decisions. And like you said, with all the talent that you have, you got them to invest in middle linebacker. Um, Obviously there's a linebackers coach coming from the Rams over to the Packers. Uh, Everything was in place for this defense to be one of the better defenses in the league. And it's been harped on all season long. Expectations were definitely not met. They were, they had splashes here and there, but even for a stretch, like they weren't forcing, forcing turnovers. We saw that come towards the end of the season, uh, especially that Minnesota game, which I'm just going to pretend was our last game of the season. Um, but he's just, I don't, like you said, Tigers don't change their stripes. Like it's, I feel like we're going to go into next year, try all the same stuff we tried this year. It's not going to work. You shouldn't have to have a defensive coordinator that players are consistently every year going through saying like this needs to change. And one of the things that drove, I saw an article saying that one of the things that changed the cornerback room was a like a group chat that the cornerbacks had together, like saying different things that they saw and that they think would be helpful or not having secrets anymore was a quote from it too. It's like that shouldn't be a thing. Like it shouldn't take a group chat of your cornerbacks to start changing how this works. Like the coach's job is to put them in the best position, knowing the talent that you have on your team and utilizing it. Like it shouldn't take us having 2% chance to make the playoffs to all suddenly make these changes. Like that stuff should have happened a long time ago. Uh, So I don't know who they can bring in, who they would bring in. Maybe they can somehow start spreading false information about Todd Bowles, get him fired, bring him into the Packers, but just something to get someone in there with a proven track record of and I said that on Twitter once like I want someone with the track record in the NFL and they're like oh that's what Joe Barry is no Joe Barry had a terrible track record as a defensive coordinator we just still tried it I want someone with the proven track record to come in and have hopefully uh change this defense up a little bit but I specifically want a guy with a track record playing the type of defense that the team is that the roster is built for because that's the other that's the that might be my main issue that I have here is you brought in a zone coverage guy to a team loaded with man coverage defenders. Yep. Like Jair can play can play zone and can play man. It's fine. 
Rasul Douglas, Eric Stokes, and I mean Jair, all are ex- excellent man coverage defenders. That's where they excel at because, I mean, Rasul and Stokes are both big, long, physical corners. Like that's why Douglas is that's why Douglas is way better when he's playing on the line because he gets to be physical, get in your face. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. But also the not moving him out of the slot earlier in the year also pissed me off. Like it should have taken two games to realize Zul should be on the outside. And Jair, someone who can play multiple different positions, should mate could also go into the slot corner or you have Savage who was sucking at uh at safety. You could have moved him there and Rizul back there because he did some practice there. Like there's just so many things they could have done and changed or tried and just wouldn't do it. Yeah, I so like I I believe for all of his faults as a GM in the last couple of years, Bill Belichick has long had a philosophy that I still believe in and will forever believe in. Let guys do what they're good at. Don't don't make them do anything else. That can you can argue that that can limit your team overall because that's why the Patriots haven't won in a long time because they don't try and get guys that can be versatile. No, they let guys do what they're good at and they're like, focus on that. We'll figure everything else out. Green Bay, what are your what are your corners good at? Man coverage. What are we gonna What are we gonna run the most? We're not gonna run man coverage. What the point? What's the point? Makes why why are you me, drafting man. man cover corners if you're not gonna run man coverage? What's the point anymore? So I mean. Barry's going to be back because we're, we're not going to change it. Like Matt LaFleur is not going to listen to this episode of the pack a day podcast and just be like, Oh yeah, no, we're good. We're good. Run it. Yeah. No, that's not going to happen. So we can I'm sit hope- here and talk all day, but yeah, I was hoping he was just doing that normal coach speak when they were asking him like, is Joe Barry going to be back next year? He's like, I don't expect any changes to the staff. I was hoping that was just kind of like what he had to stay in the moment. But I also, I think if there was a chance of firing, he would have just said like, oh, we're still evaluating. Like we didn't get that part. And so that's why I was kind of like, ah, shoot. There's also one last thing that I'm kind of concerned about. Jerry Gray, uh, as of this recording today, was yep. uh, requested to interview for Atlanta's DC job. Yeah. The only thing like, so Green Bay's defense this year was like top 
five, top six in past DVOA, like on defense versus like 29th against the run. Yeah. So if you lose the guy that his job was passing game coordinating, like coordinator on defense, that is going to take a big hit. And a defense that is already shaky in my mind would be even shakier. But let's go ahead and get on to our uh, fourth thing. All right. So perfect segue. Uh, defensive passing game coordinator, cornerback coach, uh, Jerry Gray. One of his positions, obviously, is coaching. We have the safeties. That's one of the areas that I think that we need to address going into next season. They, The Packers need to figure that out in some way, shape, or form. We have Savage, who they already picked up their fifth year, his fifth-year option, so he is on the team, and he has guaranteed money. I don't see any other team trading for him because why would they trade for someone who's just benched? Uh, Amos is a free agent. Uh, Gage and I disagreed on if he was going to be back. I Personally, don't think so. Gage thought maybe there was a chance, depending on the contract. Uh, I said that he yeah. could be back because I felt that the scheme overall was more to be more to blame than I thought Amos was to blame. I still yeah. think he brings a. He's one of the older guys in your defense. He gives you a veteran in the secondary that is loaded with a ton of young guys. I still think that he's a quality guy. And if Savage isn't going to be a starting safety for you next year, and you lose Amos, now you are down your two starting safeties from this year. And also, Rudy Ford's a free agent this offseason. So now your three safeties who played the most are all gone in one offseason. And if I'm bringing them back, if like Amos had a down year, okay, I can bring him back on a cheaper deal and keep him around. And who knows? Maybe he has a bounce back here. But that, yeah. so that was my thinking was just he struggled. So he's likely going to be cheaper and wouldn't be impossible to bring back. Yeah. But that's the thing. If the scheme, if it was more of a scheme problem, and especially made him look like he wasn't as good as maybe he actually is, and they're not changing any of that, and they're sticking to the status quo, like why would he want to come back? You know what I mean? Like if it's if he's going to be kind of the scapegoat for a lot of this, and they're not going to change it on their end, like if I'm him, I'd I'd go somewhere else where I think I fit better. I can actually show my skill set a little bit more. Um, I think they're def- they have to address this in the draft. I'm not a big draft guy. I cannot name you one safety in college football. Not my thing. I only really like the NFL. But I think they definitely need to address safety in the draft, bring in some people. And if we if we don't bring back Amos, I'm with you of like we do need a veteran back there. If there is one that we can bring in off free agency or trade or whatever, but I think we definitely need a safety back there just to kind of have that continuity, someone to kind of lead the pack, especially you don't want Darnell Savage uh, to be to be your veteran in your in your safety room, even if he ends up playing there, if they put him full time in a slot or whatever they do with him, uh, but that's definitely a, a messy area that they're going to have to fix. And then we'll go ahead and jump into another one that we think not so much lack of talent there. Um, a couple guys are leaving in this position group, and we had some injuries this year, obviously. But a defensive line is an area they definitely need to address. Um, we were talking before the show. Obviously, you have Kenny Clark, still one of the top defensive tackles. I know he missed. It seemed like he disappeared a little bit in the middle of the season, came on strong towards the end again. Uh, Jerron Reed is a free agent. Dean Lowry is a free agent. You still have TJ Slayton and Devontae Wyatt, who when they were on the field, they made some plays, but then for some reason aren't really getting on the field as much as you you would like. I think that changes with Wyatt next year. We'll see with uh, with Slayton. And then you have Preston Smith on the outside who, I don't know, he's he's solid. He's not incredible, but he's solid. Rashawn Gary, who knows when he's going to come back. And then besides that, it's kind of like an empty hole of, we have Kingsley 
I'm not going to say his last name. Kingsley is all right. Thank you. I'm Kingsley E. Uh, he he definitely showed some flashes, especially being a mid mid round pick. He came in, he did really well. I don't know if you want him as your number two rusher, uh, but if you give him another year behind when Rashawn comes back, Preston, if Preston's there, I know he can save a few million uh, if he's released, but more so in 2024. But that's definitely an area that needs to be addressed. Uh, how do you think they're going to do it, Gage? Do you think it's more of draft? Do you think signing somebody? What do you think? A little bit of both? You know, it's probably going to end up being a little bit of both because that's what Green Bay generally does. Uh, kind of, the, I mean, one of their issues is the fact that they just don't have a ton of money to spend. Yep. Um, I will say this free agent class is not exactly great for edge rushers. There's a lot of just guys. There's not, I mean, there's there's not really any dudes available. Like you got Robert Quinn, Yannick Ngakwe, Jadavian Clowney, Cleveland, Cleveland Farrell. Uh, Samson Ebukam, those are your that's your top guys, and that's in terms of like guys when money making, like it's not necessarily like how much like it, like that's not a ranking of the players. That's just the guys that made the most money. Yeah, but it's going to be really interesting to see what it does because this yeah like this free agent class is not great. There's not a ton of proven talent of any kind out there. You might just have to like I think Preston comes back. I don't see him leaving. Um. They just need it. That's the thing, especially with just the need. Like I know they save a few million and in, in a tight, tight uh, cap space that they have, but just the the lack of depth at that position already. Like cutting, who's going to be your number one guy going into week one just doesn't seem like a smart play. Yeah, like if I look in the draft, draft is actually kind of deep, especially like at the top in terms of uh, like edge prospects, like in the. For like the draft networks, like big board, they're t- they have one, two, three, four, five, six guys, seven guys in the top thirty-three that are edge players, by, like on their big board. Obviously, like the top few probably not going to be on the board when Green Bay goes on the clock, and safety will be important, especially depending on how they handle the Savage or the Amos and Reed Ford situations. But so there are some guys available to them. Yeah. Hopefully, well, obviously they'll figure something out. It's Scooty's job. He's done it every year. I think one of these positions, whether it's safety, D-line, I know he said he wants to get a veteran wide receiver into the room for next year. Um, I I think in one of those three positions, you're going to see as much as they can spend in free agency because as we said, it's not like they have a Chicago Bear type of money. But I think the other two. So let's say they spend money on wide receiver. I think safety and D-line, they're going to just sign those random veterans that maybe haven't really clicked on a team and hope it turns into the next Devondre Campbell or Razul Douglas for them. Someone that they just kind of makes that splash play or that step up and play. I don't think they'll be able to, they can't, it's not, I don't think to, they can't invest in all these positions. So um, draft is going to be extra important. Goody killed it this last year uh, in my opinion. So say what you want about the plans with Rodgers and love and all that he's he's gotten us players so hopefully they can find another Devondre another Razul because they're definitely going to need it next year with the limited cap space and uh it's not like we have a bunch of draft picks we just got the normal amount so uh we'll see what happens but yeah I think it's going to be an interesting offseason I think wide receiver honestly might be a little easier to replace a guy in free agency because there are a ton of there's a ton of guys which I mean because you're not gonna you're unlikely to sign a like a dude you're counting on dubs and watson to be your top guys yep there are a ton of veteran wide receivers that are going to be available this offseason 
Yeah. Like some people, I know that people listening will be like, oh, well, you bring back Cobb or Lazard. I don't think Lazard's coming back. I think no. Lazard's gone. Yeah. Cobb's back but and Rodgers is back. I I don't know if he, I think he's just gone. You think so? Yeah. Based on like, cause I've heard like the strong rumors have been like, he's still peeved that he didn't get an extension last off season. And oh. so there, and then I think he made some, like there were some quotes from him. I think it was following the loss to the lions where he was just not exactly thrilled with the team. So there's, there's a greater than zero chance that he's gone. I mean, and I mean, Chicago's just going to throw the bag at him cause he's a former. Backer, oh, you're so. talking about Lazard. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I meant Cobb's going to be back if Rodgers is oh, back. Yeah, but yeah, Rogers Lazard, back, I think, is gone. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was saying Lazard. Yeah, no. If Rodgers is back, Kyle will be back. But I think that wide receiver is a little easier to replace in free agency than the draft. And in that situation, I would probably – I mean, there's going to be good wide receivers in the draft. But I think that it's easier to replace, like, your edge production in the draft because there's a lot – there's some yeah. talented guys there versus in free agency. There's just not a ton of edge and uh, D-line help. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, and I, I'm pissed the Packers are out. Obviously I'm going to be until uh, the end of the Super Bowl just because that's how I am. I'm a fully grown child. Um, but I am excited. Quick, for this- are you more mad that they put going on a winning streak, had a chance to win it on prime time at home against a team that they've dominated at home over the last 30 years or and they and they then they and they didn't play love and get him time and improve their draft pick as much as possible by losing possibly. I don't enjoy tanking. I'm not getting at that. I'm just saying that if you would like now you're picking like fifteenth, sixteenth. Yeah. You're picking in the middle of the pack. Which is what we said on which is what I said on the last week's episode. I was like, I want him to win now. I was like, You guys your draft pick's not your draft pick's no good anymore. Might as well just win as much as you can, I guess. Yeah, I I was happy that like hindsight it, I was more pissed. It was like they got that close and then messed it up. And then like another consequence of that, like you're saying, is now it's the middle of the pack draft pick that you have. Yeah. But like in the moment, I was thrilled. I was like, oh, this is great. Like we have a chance. We're getting hot at the right time. Like maybe we can make a run. But now that it's over, it's just a combination of everything. Like, wow, we really crapped the bed in prime time. Wow, we really messed up our draft picks. Man, I wish we played Jordan Love when Rodgers had a broken thumb and looked like Jared Goff on the Rams like it just uh yeah it it just ended probably in the worst way possible just everything all at once at. I was like because after the game after they lost I'm like I'm mad at myself for getting my hopes up because I said that I was done with this team two months ago yeah I I oh yeah done. I said I was frustrated I didn't want to watch the team anymore I wanted to watch Jordan Love see what we had in him maybe build some trade value who knows yeah and I and think then I got my hopes up yeah the way they lost is, I think, just a perfect symbolism of how the season was, of just like pure up and down roller coaster and being angry a lot. I don't know. It just it it ended, I think, in the most twenty two Packers way it could have, just based on how the season went. Yeah, um, it ended any better, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. We want to keep everyone too long, especially in the off season. Uh, but we appreciate you guys listening and sticking, uh, sticking with pack a day, 365 days out of the year. Um, we appreciate you guys continue to listen this off season if you want to, or take a break from our voices. Honestly, totally up to you. Uh, but Gage, if uh, people want to follow you, all your uh, other work that you do, where can they follow you up? 
If you want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter at GBridge for NFL. As always, all of my work, um, all of my links to all of my work with Rotoballer and Denver Stiffs are always over there. Uh, still doing betting content for Rotoballer on Saturday mornings and then uh, still doing Denver Stiffs stuff uh, two, three times a week, uh, mostly Fridays and then game previews and stuff uh, earlier in the week. Beautiful. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Jimmy underscore C08. Also follow Lombardi's Bar um, on Twitter at Lombardi's Bar. We are we're taking a break for the offseason, but every offseason so far, we've done some random episodes with um, Packer players. We have some things lined up, bringing Kenny on this offseason, Romeo Dobbs on this offseason, as well as Joe Thomas um, before he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, so be sure to follow us there so you can get that, as well as we're doing some giveaways. So far, we're giving away a Preston Smith signed jersey, signed Quay Walker jersey, and a signed uh Keyshawn Nixon football. So follow us for a chance to win those things and uh, check us out when we do our interviews. But thank you for listening to pack a day, follow pack a day on Twitter, all that stuff. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you do. Uh, But as always, it's going to be a long time before we see them again, but go pack go. is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces plus 24 7 customer support his venue never misses a beat call quickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done